You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But you know what that is? You know, you're going back to some of the conversations we were having through the week. of Like, okay, well, who's the better team, right? Who has the better roster? And we've talked about that a lot with the NFC teams, like the Niners and the Eagles. Those were two of the most complete rosters in the NFL. And that's great. And the Eagles have a lot to show for it. They're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody ever said that the Chiefs were the most complete roster in the NFL this year, but you know what they had? The best offensive player in the league and maybe the best defensive player in the league. And Sunday night was a microcosm of that. Of what what you can do, right, of what you can do when you have an absolute game wrecker on both sides of the ball. When you have the best player on offense and the best player on defense – you can make up for a lot of other shortcomings you have around the roster because those guys can dominate single-handedly. It's so weird. You would like think about Holmes. You'd be like, well, they really came up short in a couple of drives, you know, like maybe that's why I'm thinking it's a Chris Jones name. He finished with 326 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is that an average game in an (laughs) AFC title game? I don't think so. Doesn't seem like it seems pretty good to me, but it's the Chris Jones game. Look, I thought it was going to be the Frank Clark game. He came out busting early too. Because they got it from everywhere. They got those four sacks in the first three drives. That's what gave the Chiefs the lead, even though they weren't finishing touchdowns. Then Chris Jones maintained. He was just the rock the rest of the time. Somebody else might have been tired or not getting to the quarterback. Didn't matter. Here comes Chris Jones. The other part about this, too, it's like, because there's so many people who'd be like, all right, this is the Chris Jones game. This is the Patrick Mahomes game. Because in a game like this, there's a lot of contributors. But the rookies, the mm. two interceptions let's go, let's from the go, rookie. Loftus had a sack. Uh, Trent McDuffie played fantastic. Like the, the whole, the whole rookie class. Pacheco was like grinding it out. He had one of the biggest plays of the game. He might have been running into a wall all day. No, but but Cody, about breaking but, three tackles down for the. You know purpose. what's crazy, Cody, is the guys that the guys who didn't like have the biggest impact this year. Brian Cook, he's the one who tipped that ball that ended yeah. up into an interception. Josh, to another rookie, by the way. Joshua <laughs> Williams was the guy who caught that interception. Sky Moore who was sort of an afterthought this year, had a big punt return that set up the would-be game-winning field goal. So it's not just the usual usual suspects in Karloftis and Pacheco and, and McDuffie. It's the guys whose names we haven't been calling all year. That was the biggest, there's no I in team win yet. And Everyone look, had a role. Yeah, Cook had gotten beat earlier, right, on a jump ball from Jamar Chase. Like, oh, I don't know. Every corner who plays in the NFL does sometimes. But didn't stop him from getting the pick, making the play. It's always just the same thing. I just don't, Mick, I'm with you. It's weird because like the entire time we were watching that game, other like, because when it was six, nothing, I'm like, mm, I don't like that. And then they got that pick before the half. And I'm like, all right, here's the moment. They're like the 50 yard line. There's like two and a half minutes to play. I thought Burrow was going to go down and make it like seven, six before half. Okay, we're good. And then they had to, and then they had to punt after three and out. And I'm like, Oh, oh no, that's, that's probably not good. 
right? Like, that's the opposite result of what I wanted. And I thought, bad, again. That was like only one moment where I almost felt good for a second when they were up 6 nothing, and Jalen Watson got a pick. And then immediately I was like, no, I feel bad again because they didn't score there. And then when they didn't, I didn't think they could win the game after the ref debacle. Okay. They didn't take advantage of that. I'm like, what the hell is happening in this game? And look, after the explanation, it does kind of make sense. And you can see the guy run on. But dude, if I were Zach Taylor, I would have been through the roof upset with how uh, that sequence went down. Question. This is what the question I want to ask. Based on what we saw, every talk show tomorrow morning is going to be talking about this. Do we think the refs had any part in this game? Like you said, Zach Taylor looked oh. like his head was going to fly off. But we didn't have interceptions. We didn't, our quarterback didn't get sacked however many times. Like, I feel like we were the better team, but I feel like everyone else is going to use that as an excuse. I, the I would say in, yeah. wanted the Chiefs to win. In Cincinnati, that's going to be the story, Kayla. The, specifically that third down, but it didn't matter. So like, like in the end, it mattered then. It was an important thing then. But it went from eight and a half minutes to seven and a half minutes. They gained two more yards. That's it. The Chiefs still punted, which would would have happened anyway, had that play gone down on the fourth and six. And Cincinnati, who I thought getting the ball at seven and a half minutes left to go in, you know, not great field position. I thought that that was their chance to win. In the end, it was weird and it was kind of funny, but I don't think that that cost them the game. They should probably stop screwing up so publicly. I think that would probably be advised. But that's also been the story of the NFL refereeing this year. And there were 700 missed hold calls from Cincinnati and the Chiefs got away with a couple and all that. It felt like a normally bad refereed game to me. Yeah, in a year where we feel like the Chiefs have had their fair share of questionable calls against them. I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not like super sad <laughs> for the Bengals tonight. But in a know? game that's so high stakes, I feel like people yeah. are going to use that. Oh, for sure. But what's beautiful about that, Kayla, is... History never remembers those. History remembers who won the game. Unless it is so egregious, yeah. like the, um, what, 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 the fail Mary, right? Yeah. With uh, the Packers and the Seahawks, where it's the end of the game, one play, blatantly missed call, huge bungle, confusion. That's the only way history remembers it. You're right. People in Cincinnati are going to talk about it. ESPN, NFL Network, they're going to talk about it. It'll be their fourth or fifth topic on the shows on Monday morning saying, did the, did, the, did the Bengals get screwed by the referees? And that's fine. But then what will happen is the calendar will turn over to Tuesday and nobody will ever talk about it again outside of Cincinnati, ever. Do, do you know how I know they'll talk about it, Kayla? Emmanuel Acho had an all-time bad take on the refereeing, which was, quote, I'm not saying the refs got the late call hit wrong, but the refs are supposed to call the game, not decide it. The refs have been discussed far too much for a championship game. You're like, hey, they got the call right, but they can't call that. You're like, what do you mean? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You don't he want to get me started penalty. on that guy. Look, it's like the Andrew Wiley penalty when he got called for taunting. I hate the taunting penalty. It's Same. dumb. They should be able to talk trash to each other. It shouldn't matter. But it is technically a penalty, so I didn't lose my mind over it. It is the right call. So, okay, I guess I just have to deal with the fact that the NFL calls stuff like this. You don't have to do that. I can't, like, by the way, I also cannot wait. As much as I love our own personal podcast, the the New Heights episodes <laughs> that are coming out of this Kelsey Bowl. Cody, stop it, Cody. What are you doing? You keep promoting other podcasts. Oh, right. Yes, we Come are on, also man, a podcast our, competing with podcast them. podcast is so good. Cody, if you keep promoting it, they they may end up taking us down. We They are competition, so <laughs> we need to treat them as such. 
You know what those they probably won't even let them do it. So I wouldn't even subscribe at all. What do you I mean just let them do it? You think the Kelsey <laughs> brothers are asking for permission to do that podcast? No. I actually thought Kelsey said, you know, like he did all the things I thought he was, but I was sitting my wife and I were standing next to each other and he went up to the podium and I was like, say something about your podcast, man. You're never gonna get a better opportunity to promote this thing. You gotta fire off that. Hey, check out New Heights. <laughs> you know, like you just gotta try. The perfect opportunity. I Can like that imagine- Jason Kelsey's first tweet was, Well, I'm done being a cheese fan now. So <laughs> can you imagine having a podcast and not even having to promote it must be nice <laughs> yeah. we'll just promote it for you hey, well, you know what they I think don't even need anyone podcast. to promote it like people are just listening regardless hey guys this is a first for it's always game day in kansas city but this is also the first uh, episode we've ever done uh where the chiefs were heading to a super bowl frank clark just had an on-field interview with james palmer i haven't oh, yeah. heard any of it do you guys just want me to play it live? Yes, play it live. It. Play yes, it live. Please, okay. let's hear it. We'll do a live reaction. Here is uh, here is Frank Clark talking to James Palmer of NFL Network. I don't know who the hell they think they was calling this Burrow head. I don't know who the hell they thought they was talking about. Let's go finish us off. They'll take their bum ass back to Cincinnati. Man, they came to Chiefs game and got their ass stomped on. I don't know what number one did. I told him to holler at me. I don't know what they did. I told them all holler at me. I told him last year they ain't get my best. I told him this year they barely got my best. I told him with the playoffs though, I'm the fucking king. They gotta holler at me every fucking game. <laughs> Was that on NFL Network? Was that on NFL Network? Oh, man, I don't think that made the air. I think okay. that was a straight to uh Twitter clip from James Palmer. Fire legend, me up, Frank. Legend. Oh my god. I love you know what I love about that is that Frank talked to the media on Friday. And he was such a, he was like a little choir boy. Like he was sitting there and he was just shockingly like, good. He only said hell. He was like, you know what? They can say whatever they want. They keep winning. Then they get, they get to talk trash. And I was like, damn, he's kind of muted. And then to hear him say that after the game, it's like, oh no, 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 no. Don't let the act fool you. He, everybody was minding their P's and Q's throughout the week only to unleash like the gust of a thousand wins after the win. That was unbelievable. And that is all I asked for. Be quiet, shut your mouth all week long, and just show up on Sunday and kick the crap out of them. I was a little worried on that, like, Thursday or Friday when Willie Gay said nothing. I was like, come on, man. We we almost made it. We're almost through the week. (laughs) We didn't have to do it there. And it didn't matter. Look, for all this stuff, like, forever, and every national pundit, people on Twitter, when we talked on this show, the general consensus was you get to talk trash if you're dominating one opponent. And now you don't. Now you can't. No, you can try, but we're all going to laugh at you during the regular season. Dude, I didn't oh, even... good try. Cody, I'm going to be honest with you. The game ended about an hour ago. I hadn't even thought about that until right now. I hadn't even thought about the, all of the conversations about the trash talking and like, are the Bengals allowed to talk trash? That's all over now. It's dead. Oh, and we get to like bury the, is Burrow better than That's Mahomes? all I was thinking about. I would have, I would have jumped off a bridge. After Mahomes made that throw to MVS, <laughs> after he made that throw to MVS on one ankle, I'm like, damn it, I can't. I can't hear one more person be like, hey, you know, is Burrow better than him? I'd be like, why? Why do I have to do this with you? We all watch the same football game, right? It seems fairly obvious. One guy is definitively better. Yeah, Joe Burrow's great. Nobody's trying to take that away from him. Saying one guy is great doesn't take away this. This is the this is the girlfriend theory, Kayla. It is a mistake that um, that has been made before. Because when you're in like a committed relationship, it's more when you're in a girlfriend than when you're with a wife. When you, but when you have a girlfriend, it's there can only be one pretty woman. You're like, that's not accurate. There's lots of pretty women. 
saying they're pretty doesn't mean you're ugly. It just means you're both pretty. Like it can both work that way, but it's the <laughs> logic behind Mahomes that kills me. It's like, we don't have to do this. He's been to three Super Bowls in four years. He's been in the league five years. He's been in the AFC title game all five times. Well, he's been in the league six. He's only been a starter for five. It's like, we don't, we don't, you don't have to do this. Don't do this. Don't compare. I know it makes, nope. I know it makes for boring radio and it makes us sound like homers, but we're not homers. We're right. He won. They're I like, better. I like that. We're not homers. We're right. <laughs> hey, Cody, could you ever, like in any other setting, could would that ever be a, a something you could use to win an argument? Like if you and your, if no. your wife no. or a best friend are bickering over something, I know you're mad at me, but I'm right. But I'm right. So we're good here, it right? Yeah. So, Luckily, that's the argument uh, you can use with Mahomes. So what's crazy, about, true. what's crazy about Mahomes is, you know, this year was sort of weird in that it was an evolution for him and he had to change the way he played and there wasn't as much deep stuff there. And even though the, the counting numbers were good, like there were the lack of a big explosive plays downfield, maybe maybe made it feel a little more underwhelming, if that makes any sense. But yet, sure. what he did so consistently that I feel like I personally maybe didn't appreciate enough was those one or it feels like every single week there were like one or two plays where you go oh he did that thing again and it's not always a like you know completely horizontal chucking it 60 yards on a rope but it tonight scramble the the touchdown to MVS and the scramble and the scramble for the first down those were two plays that swung the game two plays that swung the game that in the case of the MVS throw, nobody else is making that throw. And in the case of the run, yeah, there are guys faster than him and there are other guys who could make that run, but how many other guys are making that play on a bum ankle? At the, at the, at the end of a game, when adrenaline's not fuel, fueling you anymore and you've been hit a few times and you re-aggravated it. He's done that so many times this year that where he didn't have maybe as many of those 60-yard bombs, but he had those one-of-one one plays that when he does them so often, they they feel normal and you maybe don't appreciate them as much, but then he does it in a setting like he did tonight and you go, okay, well, you know what? Um, the guy on the other side's not doing that and he's really good, but he's not making those plays. It's funny, Nick, you could even take it one step further. You're like, who makes those plays in a bum maker? Like, how many people play? Like, how many players play in the game? Like Andy Reid said he took every single practice snap. He made it clear to them there was no way he wasn't going to play in his football game. The report from Jim Nance today is that he had to do five hours of physical therapy every day oh my this gosh. week in order to get ready for the game, to constantly reduce the swelling in order to make those things happen. And I know, I, I know that I know that this game felt like it was going to like fall under the traditional the way they've lost to Cincinnati. But when you take in the the, the entire picture of what they played against them now, you're like. None of it mattered. They've lost two regular season games. I don't care. They were the better seed than them both times. They got to play at home both times. And now the AFC title games are one and one. But one team has been to a Super Bowl. And the other has been to three out of the last four. So it's like there's not really much of a conversation about it. I know we get to have these like big picture conversations, but it's just it is the most exciting time to be a Chiefs fan ever. It's easy to take it for granted because you don't want to do that. And I know that, that gets tiresome to be like, Never forget. You feel like you're like Billy Madison shaking that kid's face. You're just like, <laughs> cherish it. <laughs> cherish Stay here it. as long as you can. <laughs> it's like, that's actually that's what it feels like when you're like, I feel like sometimes I have to say that to fans because it's easy to like look past it. 
I'll never take it for granted. I I just won't. You're better but, at that. You're better than that at, at, at than we are, Kayla. I feel like you appreciate the good times when you're in the good times. Really? I think you guys do too. No, you kind of keep us a little grounded. Um. Mm. By the way, since we're on the topic, I think I called this, didn't I? You did call the Kelsey Bowl. <laughs> oh yeah. I called the Kelsey Bowl. I mm. called mid season. I was like, we're gonna go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, you're up again. You're not, all the you faith, all the faith in the world. I don't I'll know be honest. How you, you know what, Kayla? This is perfect for you. I don't know how you would make it as like uh, a Browns fan with this eternal optimism. Like that would be pretty oh. tough. You know, year after year, you're like, yeah. no, you know what? This is the year. Johnny Manziel, like he's our guy. He's going to take us all the way. Him. But you know what? You as a Chiefs fan, it works out pretty great because well, you being blindly optimistic works out because look at us now. Let's look all at us now. A, all week, say, though. Go ahead, Kayla. Well, I was just going to say, all week I felt very good, very confident. When I woke up this morning, I woke up before my alarm. My heart was racing. All day during that uh, 49ers-Eagles game, I felt like I was waiting in a doctor's office. I hate going to the doctor. I get so nervous. I felt like I was in the waiting room at a doctor's office. I'm like, I have to go through this. I know I do, but I'm really scared. I just can't wait until it's over. And that's how I felt the entire game. With two minutes to go, I was like, I feel sick. <laughs> this is, they have the ball. We're going to lose. I hate everything. Um, don't count the Chiefs out. It's just, I need to listen to my own optimism. It was easy. There was like, I don't know. I mean, it'd be probably interesting a couple days from now to say, what was the moment of the season that you thought it was the most lost? Where you're like, come on, it's not going to happen this year. Like Nick, for you, it might've been a couple weeks ago when you thought they didn't have Super Bowl vibes, right? And look, that was a time in which the Chiefs <laughs> were not playing. But in fairness, the Chiefs weren't playing good football. Let me ask you guys this, okay? You, everybody made fun of me for that. Uh, how many, how many, how many moments did it feel like the Chiefs had super? It's stupid. Super Bowl vibes. I know I'm stupid. Listen, I want to preface this by saying I know I'm a massive idiot. Okay, I'm gonna start with this one tonight. It felt like they had it tonight. Uh, that one, right now. <laughs> Not until they kicked the field goal. I'm saying like throughout the game, you know what I'm feeling because I know you yeah. guys were feeling it too. There was this feeling of oh god, there was doubt. There was about doubt. to happen again, isn't it? And then. Yeah. Skymore returned the punt and Mahomes went off for the run. And, and by the way, haven't even got to this yet. Special teams is back. Uh-oh. Don't look now, but the special teams unit has not cost the Chiefs in the postseason knock on wood if there's anything. Was, but Harrison Bucker, because here's the thing, man. Harrison Bucker could perfect. not have afforded to have one of those nights that he's had five times this year. Yeah. He could not afford to have one of those nights where he missed a 45-yarder. And he didn't. Like, he was nails tonight, and they had, had, had to have it.